0: To those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Word of God upon which we base our message on this fifth Sunday after Epiphany is the gospel for today from Luke chapter 5. You heard it read before. I recall just these words. Don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch people instead of fish. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, the only way to eternal life, my beloved... Before I begin this morning, I simply have to recall Romans chapter 10. Because without it, our whole mission minded sense lacks clarity. From Romans chapter 10. But how can people pray to him if they have not believed in him? How can they believe in him if they have not heard his message? How can they hear if no one tells the good news? How can people tell the good news if no one sends them? As Scripture says, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who announce the good news. But not everyone has believed the good news. Isaiah asks, Lord, who has believed our message? So, faith comes from hearing the message And the message that is heard is what Christ spoke. In other words, if people don't hear the message of the gospel, how can they ever believe it? And if they can't believe it because they've never heard it, how can they be saved? And that's the mission of the church. Two of my brothers are avid fishermen. They have all the gear, all the tackle. Uh, One of my brothers has a lake home in northern Wisconsin, and he spends as much time on the water fishing in spring, uh, summer and fall, as he can. And my other brother is also an avid uh, fisherman, although now retired from his trips to Canada. For many years, perhaps I think ten in a row, with his friends, he made trips to Canada way up there, just south of Hudson Bay. And um, over 10 years, he learned where all the spots were. And so one year, he invited some of us members of the family to go along. And um, you have to understand, this is way up there. There's no cell phone connections. Uh, this is on a seven mile lake and there's only one cabin and they fly you in and there's no communication if you don't know where the spots are you're not going to find any fish so we went along and um oh another thing i forgot to tell you is that also he uh uh owns a condominium on in alabama right on the gulf shore So he also does right now saltwater fishing, sometimes from shore, sometimes uh, with a charter boat. And he asked us to go along uh, with him too several times. But as we set out, he always tells us, now remember, we're going fishing. Catching is something completely different. Now, of course, that's all recreational fishing with a hook and a line and a pole. The words before us this morning describe both commercial fishing and spiritual fishing. And Jesus, these, when they, these words before us this morning, invites all of us, let's go fishing. It's really an unusual invitation because Jesus does all the catching but he asks us to come along and witness the miracle. But nevertheless, he also commands us, let's go fishing, so that we can actually be a part of the miracle. Now, the words before us from St. Luke this morning tell us that at this particular time, Jesus was preaching to the crowds, and he was always, uh, you might say, his... his uh, little church out there in the wilderness was always packed because people came to be healed, but also to listen to him preach. And this time the crowd was so packed around Jesus that which direction was he going to turn? So uh, Simon Peter, one of the fishermen, was there on the shore of the uh, Sea of Galilee, the lake. And uh, Jesus asked him if he could get into the boat and push him out a little bit. Then he would be just a little way from the people, sort of like a pulpit. And then he could preach to them and they could hear. And then after Jesus had finished his message, he extended an invitation to those commercial fishermen that were there, Peter and James and John. And it was an unusual invitation or direction. He said, I want you to take the boat now out into deep water. Lower your nets to catch some fish. Peter, who later would be a full-time disciple of Jesus, who was a fisherman, said, but, but Lord, Master, we've we fished all night. We got skunked. Nada, nothing. But if you say so, we'll put down the nets. Now, the reason that this is such an unusual invitation is Jesus was a carpenter. What did he know about fishing? He was talking to experienced commercial fishermen. And he was asking them to break all fishing rules. Peter's companions and Peter fished with nets. Big, huge nets, probably some weights on them. Throw it out in the water, it falls down. The thing is, when you usually would fish would be at night. When the fish would come into the shallow water. Then your nets would go down to the bottom, you could catch some fish. But during the day, the fish went out into the deep. Your, your nets couldn't get down there. The deepest uh, point of the Sea of Galilee was 121 feet. Average depth was 84 feet. How were your nets going to get down there, especially in the day? Peter obeyed Jesus' words, and St. Luke tells us that they caught so much fish that the, the nets began to break. Uh, And so they had to take a second boat out there and they caught so many fish, they loaded up both boats that both boats almost began to sink. Why did it all happen? Because Jesus is the real captain of the boat. He knows where all the fish are in the world and he doesn't need a fish finder. An astronomical number of fish By the invitation of the creator of the universe. After that all happened, Peter recognized sitting, standing in the boat along with him was no ordinary man. This was his Lord. He began to recognize him as his Lord God. And so he said, go away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful person he recognized that he had absolutely no business to stand in the presence of the Holy One. And neither do we. We daily sin much, Luther says, and indeed deserve nothing but punishment. But just as uh, Jesus told Peter, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, he tells us don't be afraid. You can come right into my presence. You don't have to be afraid of any more of all the wrong things that you've done and all the good things that you've left undone. Because you are washed clean, I declared you holy by my holy precious blood and innocent suffering and death. You see, Jesus wanted Peter and all of his friends not just to witness a miracle, but to actually be part of it. And so he was going to change their vocation from fishermen into men who would go out and fish for people. Forget about all those wiggly uh, fins and gills and the nets. Now I want you to be spiritual fishermen to capture real, live people with the message of the gospel, forgiveness and salvation. And boy, over time did Peter witness that. He was a part of it. First of all, there were 12, and then there were 70, and then there were 120, and then there were 3,000, and then there were 5,000. And of course, we know that that message went out into the entire world. You and I are also invited by Jesus to be a part of the miracle. Jesus, too, tells us, Let's go fishing. Let's go spiritual fishing. You know, in Jesus' uh, catch of fishes, there's a big metaphor for us. For us, our lake is the world. The fish out there are people without Christ. The the, The net is the message of the gospel. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. And the boat is the church in fact the church through all many centuries has been pictured as a boat you're sitting out there right now in the nave the nave actually means ship that's where we get the word navy or nautical uh, even saint peter alluded to uh, the church as uh, as being uh, through baptism as being an ark you're sitting safe there in the ark of the church Jesus tells us, take your boat now and go out into all the world and preach the message of Jesus. And it's not an option. It's a command. In fact, fishing for people with the gospel is your vocation. You know, when you take a look at it, Peter was actually called to be a second career man. Leave the, uh, the fishing industry and go out and fish for people. It's interesting how when Jesus called them, they left everything. They left their job. Who's going to take care of the nets? Who's going to take care of the, the fish? Who's going to take care of the accounting? So we ask you this morning, what's your vocation? Engineer? Teacher? Homemaker? Housekeeper? Policeman? Business owner? Teacher? Wrong. All of those jobs are just ways to, to make money so that you can keep body and soul together, so that you can carry out your real vocation of being fishermen for Christ. To be part of the miracle of speaking the message of Jesus for others to hear. Because you are God's greatest catch. The gospel caught Simon Peter. The gospel caught 3,000 people at Pentecost. The gospel went out into the entire world. The net of the gospel brought you into life and salvation in the ark of the church. So let's go fishing. And as you do so, there is no concentration on numbers. God never commanded us to make beautiful Savior a bigger congregation. God never commanded us, build a crystal cathedral and make sure it's packed full every Sunday. Simply go fishing and let God worry about the numbers. And by the way, some of the fish that you won't even see that are actually caught by your efforts, you may never see in this congregation, but you very well may see them in heaven. So every day, listen to the voice of Jesus. Let's go fishing. Because you see, you have a brother who knows where all the fish are every day. And he always says, Let's go fishing. I mean, we've got the lake, the world. We've got the net, the gospel. We've got the boat, the church. And we know that there are still fish out there that are not in the boat. So let's go fishing. Throw out the net. It's your full time vocation. Let's go fishing but then let's remember to let Jesus do the catching. If you cannot speak like angels, if you cannot preach like Paul, you can tell the love of Jesus, you can say he died for all. Somebody once said, I think it was an article I read today, you know when you will have an opportunity to talk about Jesus? When the the subject comes up, which may turn out to be the civil rights subject of our day, abortion. If you cannot rouse the wicked with the judgment dread uh, dread alarms, you can lead the little children to the Savior's waiting arms. If you cannot be a watchman standing high on Zion's wall, pointing out the path to heaven, offering life and peace to all with your prayers... And with your bounties you can do what God commands. You can be like faithful Aaron holding up the prophet's hands. Let none hear you idly saying, there is nothing I can do. While the multitudes are dying and the master calls for you, go fishing. Take the task he gives you gladly. Let his work your pleasure be. Answer quickly when he calleth, here am I, send me, send me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Please stand. The peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus, amen. We confess our faith this morning with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We take this time to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards.